In a world where options are limitless, but time is not, two heroes take a stand against injustice and overwhelming viewing choices. Starring Jane Ellen and Adam Cravens. A podcast that lets you know what's worth watching and what's not. From the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center, this is Binge or Cringe. Hello and welcome to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. And this is where we tell you what's worth watching. So many people on the Facebook, what should I watch? I just finished Ozark. What should I watch? It's like there's a podcast for that. I've watched everything on Netflix. Well, Everything. A, no, you haven't. No, you haven't. That would literally take years that you don't have. Uh, but B, yes, that that's it's a role that we have been filling well before the quarantine. Mm-hmm. Um, it just we uh, it's what we do. Yeah, it's a thing. We're here for you, and uh, we love it because sadly I watch so much stuff I often forget what have I watched. But you, Adam, did something extraordinary. He discovered. There is a channel for sports. It is. Like, it apparently, it, it is just for the sports. And then he watched something on said channel. And, like, there's a multitude of sports. Mm. Like, and I'm not just talking about, like, Quidditch either. Like, real sports. For reals sports. So, um, you watched The Last Dance. And this is actually an era where I did pay attention to sports. Like, there, there is a lot of, um, there's a lot of males that just they they constantly want a game on. Like it doesn't matter, if, you know, if it's basketball, if it's football, if it's you know college, if it's professional. Some people just they need to have like I guess like conflict and resolution like in a a nice like hour and a half, two hour like span between uh, spandex clad people mm-hmm. and. and mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, I'm not I'm not opposed to it, obviously, because at one point in my life I did. But like, um, long long story short, like my my dad worked a lot when I was younger. My uncles all moved away. My grandfather passed reasonably early, so I I I spent most of my time around like my mother, my aunts, my grandmother, my sister, like my cousins. So there wasn't a constant need for somebody to put on a game. Because most of the people I was around were women. But the one sport that I did pick out myself was basketball. And in particular, the Chicago Bulls of the, the 90s era. And, and like, what made you choose that? Was it the um, sporting attire? Was it the SNL I have stuff? literally never picked anything for what somebody <laughs> was wearing. Like... <laughs> I'm just I've never just been like, well, look at them. They look at that. Look at that. That that lovely frock they seem to be wearing. It's fresh. I'll watch it. I, I that is quite lit. I I will check that out. What drew you to it? Um, I mean, honest to goodness, the and like you you can debate me on this. And, oh, I won't. And like people will. Uh, Michael Jordan. Uh huh. Like played for the Chicago Bulls in this era and. I, I still rather firmly believe like he was the greatest basketball player that ever lived. I'm not saying that nobody else was any good. Like mm-hmm. it's not me trashing anybody else. Like people bring up like, you know, you know, the Lakers, like the Celtics of that era, or everybody's got their player that they you know, you the you know, LeBron James is better than like but I firmly believe and like I watched a lot of these games like live, it wasn't me going back and like revisiting these, you know, a decade so you later. Would plan your evening, 
Right. There were. This was wow. a point in time when I would, in the same way that I will pick out like a television show or a movie now, like I'd just be like, oh, uh, Chicago's playing the Pistons. I need I need to watch this. They're in the and so third you learned game. other names of teams. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I I mean I can't do if it's anything beyond like 1998 or 1999. If it isn't Tiger Woods or I guess that's it. Yeah. Like I really any any sport that happened after if it's not Tiger Woods I don't I don't know anything about it. But like this was a very like dominating team once they got into that like particular rhythm in in particular once like Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan kind of found their footing and they started like putting these other pieces. See Pippen's a musical so I remembered his name. I don't think they are related. Okay. Um, Okay. I mean I I I don't recall Scottie Pippen being in the musical Pippen. Hmm. Um, I I don't remember them playing sports of any kind in Pippen but I'm not I'm not it's been it's been a minute since I've seen it. So I could be incorrect. Um, but like it was a just a fascinating look into something that I I remember very distinctly from like my teenage years. Um, like I can remember like somebody having like a and this is before like MP3 players or anything or like you couldn't stream like YouTube. Somebody had like a a radio like and it was in their jacket and they were running the microphone like from their there to down in their palm and they would kind of make it look like they were leaning and they were telling people what was going on in the game because we were at like an assembly of some sort like later and all of us wanted the stupid assembly to get out because we wanted to go watch like this game in the series and like it's just it it doesn't happen that way because information is so like ready and like just at your fingertips like I can pick it up right now Google anything that like if there if sporting events were going on like I could I could know what the score was within like probably like a five minute like you know an error like window mm-hmm. but this was a different era and did you it, have Air Jordans. I, I didn't because we didn't make that kind of money. But uh And they were like over a hundred dollars in the nineties, right? Yeah, they were Jordans have never been cheap. Well I, I've I had friends that had Jordans, but like But did it make them jump like him? I don't think they did. A lot of them were not in shape. Oh. So like it it, it could have if they were holding up their end. I see. Of the bargain. I'll, I'll put it. I'll put it that way. I want to. I want to be delicate about it. <laughs> if if people say anything about me, it's that I'm a I'm a delicate fellow. You are delicate. That's that's what they say. Yes, and they, oh, they should. Then they should. They did. So you you watched um... Last Dance. It is a ten part documentary uh, airing on ESPN. They do two episodes every Sunday. They are four episodes in right now. I have seen two and a half of these episodes. And so far they've kind of, uh, they'll kind of detail part of the year leading up to the finals, which would have been the, this is the last year that those Michael Jordan, uh, Dennis Rodman, uh, Scottie Pippen and Phil Jackson who coached them. It was their last like year together. Mm-hmm. Thus and the you, title. you will see like a little bit of like, you know, the, this happened in this part of the year, but then they'll kind of do a flashback and they'll detail 
about the origins of like the first episode uh, decided to delve into Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they, he talks about the point that he remembers where people quit calling him Mike and he became Michael Jordan. Like Scottie Pippen, you get to see his backstory. Like apparently like his father suffers a stroke very early on and his brother is paralyzed in an accident. Like horrible. You start learning about, and they're like, so like basketball became for him um, kind of an escape from all that. He's like, you know, it, it was, there, there, you know, we would do stuff to, you know, help my mom. Like there, there was a, he apparently had a multitude of brothers and sisters and he's like, it just kind of became an escape for me to, you know, relieve me a little bit from like the reality of my life. And like, he just, like he turned to that, like Dennis Rodman is featured in the third episode. Like you just, you start understanding like what turned these people into the individuals they were when you meet them in, I guess, kind of the, the climax of the, is that Michael Jordan? I had an an idea. That's, that's what happens when I have an idea. Um, but like it shows you what kind of what their, their headspace was during during this and like what led them to that point that you're you're kind of entering into in the documentary and it's just it was a very fascinating point because even before like any of the the rest of this um it was it was pretty well known this was the last year these guys were going to be together so going into it we all kind of understood we're not going to get to keep seeing like this particular team anymore yes that's a big deal and like even at the time like it was it was still a very large deal so getting to kind of relive that because this this is something else that like i've learned the older i've got like you get very nostalgic for things that will instantly place you in a mindset like i was a big fan of sonic the hedgehog like when i was 11 and whenever I hear the music for the first stage of that, like it has this bizarre calming effect to me. Like it puts me just directly into that. And I just, I remember that, you know, as being a, a time that I had fun. I remember enjoying it. And just hearing that, that particular music will put me back into that place in time. And in the same way, like I would have been uh, 17, 18 like during this season of the Bulls run. And like, I didn't have a troubled childhood. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, for the most part, like I, you know, I enjoyed my school years. I enjoyed being in college. Like this was a a fun era for me. And um, I haven't, I haven't given sports a second look in two decades at this point. What drove you away? Um, honest to goodness, like Was I that just Lord of the Rings. Well, I mean, th- that didn't drive. I've always been a like a side. Like it wasn't. I had to pick one or the other. Like I just th- that's always been a part of me. I've I've you know I've been a fan of Star Trek since I was seven. Like Star Wars. Like probably the, the first time I saw it on the big screen when I was three. Like that was just ingrained in me. I think the problem that I ran into after that is like. I, I really just didn't think any of the other like potential dynasties were as impressive. It's like it, it's like having just this delicious like T-bone steak, or you get this like just prime cut like a New York strip, and like that's the first time you've ever had steak, and you're just like, wow, this this is just succulent and delicious. And then the next day, somebody's like, oh, here's a uh, 
Here's a tomato and bologna sandwich on uh, bread. Stale bread. And and you're just kind of like not into it. And you're like, well, I mean, it nourishes my body, and I was I would hungry. Say bologna nourishes. Um, I mean, it now I'm not hungry, but like. I like even the uh, when I'd watch um, like Kobe and Shaq, mm-hmm. like in the Lakers, like I just I didn't get that adrenaline rush that I did when I watched the Bulls play in that era. And eventually, like I just never found anything that kind of satiated me in the same way. And eventually, I think I was just kind of like, OK, and I'm like. I mean, I'll pop my head in occasionally if they're just like, this guy's good. And I'll be like, oh, what's th- what's that fellow's name? But I've never <clears throat> wanted to connect with basketball or, like, I mean, any professional sport, like the way that I did there. And it was just funny that they picked this microcosm in history. Like, because, I mean, it's not even about, like, the NBA in general. It's not about the Chicago Bulls in the 90s. Like, it's about one particular season, and it's one that I remember very like. It, it, it's odd because like I'll be talking to my wife about it while it's going on, and like she knows that I don't talk about sports, and I will say things before they happen on there. I'll be like, "Yeah," I go, "This is right before they played the Pistons," and then like the announcer will be, and like, and later they took on the Detroit Pistons in the and like. It's just it's this this person walking around the house talking and sounds and looks like me, but this one knows about sports. Wow, that's fascinating. But what they don't know is that that's the only one that I know about. Like it, it's it's like going up to like a, a man that speaks like no English and can't do math, but they ask him the one like mathematics problem that he knows, and that's the only experience that you have with him. You're just like, oh well, obviously he must know about math. No, no, you just you happen to ask the one question that he did know. So for those who do not know or know a lot of this era, would they find it interesting? Um, They give you so much backstory that if you were not alive during this or you weren't paying attention to it, like while it was going on, um, they're giving me information that I didn't know. And I was into it at mm-hmm. this point. It's not like it's not like one like a sequel, like that you have to have watched the first one. They are giving you so much information in this. If you if you didn't know who the Chicago Bulls were and you had no idea who Michael Jordan was, you are getting enough information in the course of it. And like I said, it's a 10-part series. Each episode is an hour. Mm-hmm. Like they are just giving you like I mean th- this is this is like a Tolkien-esque amount of info. Like I mean they are wow. just they are just like info dumping you like on So certainly watching this on ESPN would be an excellent choice. I again, I I don't think I have ever brought up the like I got the uh, the bundle, the Hulu, Disney mm-hmm. Plus, ESPN Plus bundle. I've never touched ESPN. Like I didn't care about the clips. I, I didn't care. Hmm. Like it would give me updates. It'd be like, oh, the drafting. I'm like, shut your mouth. I don't <laughs> drafting what you didn't draft this. And <laughs> and then like I I finally got it. And like I'm I'm texting my friends because like it won't immediately let, like I I think there's a day delay when you get to watch it on the app. And I'm like and I'm I'm asking them like, hey, how can I watch this? And they're just like like they're like I I see that it's your number coming up. What 
Why are you asking about Smurf? Has someone took Adam's phone? Or, or do, do you want to ransom him? Like, what's wrong? <laughs> no, no, no. This is this is Adam. No, it's not. Adam would never ask a sports question. And rightly so. Adam did not contact me to ask. So, good call. Well, I, I knew. Jane, <laughs> Jane, can I have your login to ESPN? You'd be like, what's that? Is that <laughs> what's, what's that an acronym for? Is that... Uh, Anyway, so it does sound, well, you know me, I love a good documentary. There are subjects I would never have touched otherwise. Um, sports films engage me, but I think it's because it's it's a movie. And if you, if you create a narrative that I enjoy, like, I, I don't really care what it's about. But, like, a, a good documentary, like, can really, if mm -hmm. it's doing itself correctly... We'll pull you into the subject whether or not you're a fan of it. But this one just happened to be something that intersected with my life at a certain point that I was very into. And it, like I said, it just it's unusual because I hear myself saying, hold on, I'm bringing up ESPN. And like my, my kids don't ever hear, they don't hear me say that. So they're just like, that's watching sports. I, does he have, does, is what, have a fever. Is, is delusion like one of the corona it has to be. Does it? Does he have the Roni and like he's he's went mad? His father, mama, papa. So uh, you're listening to Binge or Cringe, brought to you by Hinson Oakley Family Dentistry. Jane Allen talking with Adam Cravens about what is worth watching because we have a lot of streaming to do. And I really went out on a limb, much like you did in a sporting event. I chose to watch something made by the Russo brothers starring Chris Hemsworth. So unlike me. And he, and he wasn't, what, did he have a hammer? Was there, was there a hammer? Was it a magic hammer? No. Was it imbued? But he did put the hammer down. It, whosoever will be worthy, did, did they possess the power of Thor? So, you have... Um, I'll just show you the picture. The The name of the Netflix film is called Extraction, and Chris Hemsworth looks like um, the kind of person who does extractions and Man, is not a he, dentist. Like, he does not. He does He's not, not look, fooling around. No. Like, he... Uh, so, short version, I enjoyed it in as much as it is what it is. This is a movie where you really don't need... To try to follow too much with the plot holes. And if you've never seen a movie of this genre, then you will be surprised by everything. But within the first five minutes, because I saw a blurred out fair haired child's feet dancing on the sand, I said to myself, Oh, this character called Rake, Tyler Rake, has clearly lost his child, cancer, and is haunted by it. And that's why he takes on all the difficult cases, because he doesn't care if he lives or dies. And now he's going to connect with this young boy that he is supposed to extract. This sounds like a film that Schwarzenegger or Stallone yes. would have done in the... Like the late 80s. Now, production value-wise, exactly. I mean, this is, it's made by the Russo brothers. This is exactly what you would think. It, it looks like it came out last year in something called a theater. Now, a movie theater is a large room that long, people, long ago, people used to go and see films on ago. Moss. 
So this was, I'm guessing, filmed in India or appears to be. I, I do think it is like specifically worthy of noting that like even when we say this is a it's Netflix, correct? Yes, it's on Netflix. Netflix, when we say it's made for Netflix, like I, I still feel like they made for like DVD or made mm-hmm. for like has a connotate like of straight to a, a pejorative context of like negativity. Netflix, like uh, what was the uh, triple frontier? I think the, the one with uh, Ben Affleck and yeah, Oscar. Yeah, yeah, that like. One. It, that's, I, that's what it reminded me of. I'm just telling like, these movies, like, really, if you do not know better, there is no reason to believe this thing did not show up, like, in a theater. Like, they are not cutting, like, no. it does not look like cardboard sets and, like, any of this. Like, these are films that very much could have had, like, lives in yes. theaters. Now, uh, Chris Hemsworth, in the event you did not know, says mate. A lot because he is from down under and gets to speak in his natural tongue. Which is, he, he no longer has to speak. No. I, well, I, verily, Stark, I, I no. say to thee. He, he just gets to talk. And of course, he is haunted by the death of his son. He's not actually haunted. And the story is there are these two drug lords in different parts of the this country. I'm pretty sure it's India. Anyway, it's India. It's a country. Let's go with that. I mean, they may have they may have said the names of cities, but I didn't recognize them. But I'm going to go with India. You didn't, mate. And so he is brought in because drug lord number one has a normal son who's pretty much removed from him, and drug lord number one is in jail. Drug lord number two is angry because that's how he rolls, and so he has the son who's 14 kidnapped. And so the extraction team is brought in to save the boy. And then things go awry. They never go off smooth. Now, luckily for virtually every fight scene, it is as if they were stormtrooper mercenaries. And therefore, Chris Hemsworth's character is able to, they, they very politely, sometimes they will come at him two at a time. Even when there are six, so this, that's nice. This really is an action movie from the late eighties, yes. like. Uh, but and you, you said the 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 Russos produced the movie, yes, correct? Yes. It sounds like they are making like a side career out of hiring actors that they worked with on Avengers, like. Cause oh, they, did they, I not mention that David Harbour is in it as well? Well, they also produced what. Um, what was it? Uh, Twenty One Bridges that has uh, Chadwick Boseman. Mm-hmm. Like in it, I'm just saying. Like they seem to be just going. Well, we did work with them. Like and like they shot Endgame, so they've probably worked with every living actor. Like, yes. If you if you haven't seen that movie, ev- literally ev- just name somebody. They're they were it. probably in it. So um, there are lots of cliches. But these are cliches done well. And there is a another guy who is a special forces guy who is not from Australia who you think – we don't know if he's a bad guy or a good guy. He's a good guy. But um, – so he's like the Indian version of Chris Hemsworth 
And I remember, spoiler, it's like, oh, I didn't want him to get shot up. But it's one of those things where no matter how many times all these guys get shot, they can just look at the kid and still get up and still keep going and keep going. It's They're they're not really operating on... Say like laws of physics. No, like it just. So most of the assailants and Uzis will miss the heroes, and there's more than one. And the heroes will be hurt, but can still keep going. And as a matter of fact, at the end, we even went back to look. I am, I am unclear as to who I saw in the last frame. It's like was that. Was that Chris Hemsworth or was that his father? Which one is it? He's blurred. But because he's doing something that Chris Hemsworth does in the first five minutes, I'm making the jump that it's Chris Hemsworth's character. Tyler Rake. But is it? I don't know. The end. So we watched the whole thing waiting for end credits to explain it. There wasn't. Not so much. Now, no. there, there has been reports that they are... I guess prepping a sequel or a follow-up. I don't. Is it still a sequel if it appears on? Or is it well, there is of the team one person or two, the women survived, and so the good women's for them. good for them. Yeah, the women's could still be part of it, and you know they're the contact people and the money people, but can also handle an Uzi because who who can't in a movie like this. And so I the could see the bad guys can't. I could see you taking the Hemsworth character again and having them, you know, extraction to the mole. You know, that could happen. Yeah. I could see that. And maybe they would do it in some snowy place and it'd be different. Well, I mean, if you and yet the same. If you will look at a lot of action sequels uh from the eighties and nineties, like you really didn't need much of an excuse. Like the fact that Under Siege has a sequel, like to it. There's um, three good Die Hard movies, and then there's some more that they made later. Like most of them are based around the fact that it's this character, and you just mm-hmm. you kind of you want to see that person go do that. Like. The the selling point of every diehard is not necessarily how complicated or intricate the plot is. You want to see John McClane shoot at things and blow things up. Yes. And probably And open up a can. And and, and probably curse. Yes. Like, some. like that was the fun of those movies. Um the Schwarzenegger. Like you you wanted to see him as the Terminator. Yep. Terminating stuff. And and says funny things. So I did enjoy it on the level of the kind of entertainment it was. It was, I guess it was related, it was rated mature, but it was because a lot of people, the Foley artists were very busy, but you didn't see so much. You just heard a lot of squelchy noises and a lot of shooting. And you just, you, you're, you're left to assume that. They probably yes. pass. Things are dusty. Uh, cars drive backwards on narrow streets and then turn around really fast. You know, that move. And you have a perfectly delightful 14-year-old who apparently can bond immediately and get the whole backstory from the surly hero who doesn't quite say, come with me if you want to live, but almost says it. 
Well, I don't legally. I don't think you're allowed to say that unless you are a Schwarzenegger. Like Chris Pratt could probably get yeah. into range now since he is going to be the father of Arnold Schwarzenegger's grandbaby. Yes. Like so, who who knew that Star Lord that that would be a thing Star Lord did? Wow. Yeah, Star Lord is the father of the Terminator's grandchild. Yeah. Well, it seems seems right anyway. So I did enjoy Extraction for what it was, and it was certainly well made. It's it's okay, like to just be in inter- Like, there's a lot of Stallone movies that I'm not going to say they're good, but like I've seen them, and like I didn't leave upset that I had seen them. Yes, some action movies. They, I mean, that that long, is what this is. This is just an action movie. It, it fulfills its qualifications like yes and it's okay sometimes to just be pretty good or mean just go and well i didn't regret that i don't need to come back here like but that was that was enough fun yeah it was a movie i hadn't seen with someone who i like seeing in movies and stuff blowed up real good so there you go which again is also most of the qualifications you had to have to be a to be an action film in the late 80s, early mm-hmm. 90s. So I, uh, in the way that it was, it, it brought back fond memories for you to watch the ESPN documentary of the 90s. I guess this connected with me to action films of yesteryear. Which were very much kind of like the westerns of the yester yesteryear. Like yes. Action movies were everywhere mm-hmm. in the 80s and 90s. And like, they're not gone now, but like you just, you don't see them with the prevalence just like, you know, back in the day, you could throw a rock and hit a Western. Now, you know, one one or two may come out like a year, like maybe one of them is, you know, exceptional. You know, maybe maybe one is unremarkable. Mm-hmm. It You know, it, it just depends. But, like, it's always interesting to see people revisit genres like after, I don't want to say expiration date, but after, like, I guess their, their dominance mm-hmm. in, in the market. And... Much like in Disney films where they off at least one parent in the first 10 minutes, in these types of action movies, the star is is like he is because his family is gone because of some horrible reason. Because of terrible reason. Yes, and that is what makes him what he is. So it is familiar ground, but I enjoyed it. And uh, hashtag Chris Hemsworth, hashtag Thor. <laughs> I mean, he... However much you might not have enjoyed the first two of those movies, and I don't think any of anybody really enjoyed the first two movies that much. Like Hemsworth, like is definitely benefiting from from being Thor. Yes, I mean not for one. He was in. He was one of the co stars in one of the highest grossing films of all time. And if you've ever heard the two of us talk about Ragnarok, like it's. I it's gotta pretty, tell you, it's pretty darn amazing. My, my kids sometimes amaze me, but they are from my loins. And I don't get to say loins very often. Not enough. No. And uh, I had Ragnarok on the other day, and my oldest said, are you okay? I said, what do you mean, am I okay? You only put Ragnarok on when you're sad. I, mean, it's, I said, it, well, it always puts me a, in a good mood. It is your comfort food. It is. Like, but, like, it, it, it's also just a really funny movie. And, like, Hemsworth is really so funny. charming and funny yes. in that movie. Like, before that, like I, I, I watched the other ones because I, I watched literally every Marvel movie, 
And like, I, I, you know, I left those movies and I'm like, oh, okay, all right. And like, you know, I had fun with them in the Avengers movies, but Ragnarok, I think is the first time that I was just like, oh, wow. I didn't realize the Thor movies could be this much fun. Yeah. It's too bad we realized this on the third film. <laughs> I, I have expressed this to one of my sisters who has not seen Guardians of the Galaxy, nor has she seen Ragnarok. I don't watch superhero movies, but she watches Star Wars. I said, look, I don't care what you think of any other superhero movie, but I'm telling you, you will like Ragnarok. Well, I mean, and, like, it's so disconnected from <laughs> everything else. Like, as much as people are like, do I have to watch all 21 of those movies? No. If you want to get Endgame, probably you're going to benefit from having seen, you know, at least 12 of those 21 movies. Ragnarok really does not require you to, like, you don't even have to have seen the other two Thor movies. You need to understand that, like, he has powers and his hammer he likes. <laughs> After that, like, just sit back and enjoy. Like, yeah. it really is just, it's as funny a movie about Norse mythology as you are ever likely to see. True that. And it's truly, I would put it in one of, I would put it as a top 20 comedy. And it's probably not listed as a comedy. It's listed as an action film. But, it, I, but I, I think it definitely funny. has the possibility to qualify. Oh, let's do get, let's do good help. <laughs> I don't want to. No, do I don't help. want to. Oh, but then, we're, then we're definitely doing it. Like it just you. Yes. I I I know we're not reviewing that right now, but, but we should. <laughs> like it's on it's on Cinemax or HBO or you own the thing or like it's available on just come over on Vudu or like Disney Plus. Seriously, if you haven't seen it, watch Thor Ragnarok. It it does make me happy, and I do watch it when I'm sad. But I also watch it just because I like it, so I can see how it confuses the children. Anyway, Binge or Cringe, where we did not review Ragnarok, go see it, but we did review, what was the thing you watched again? Uh, Last Dance. Last Dance, also a Donna Summer song, and Extraction, not about dentists. Thank you for listening to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. You've been listening to Binge or Cringe. Download your favorites and keep up with new episodes in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center.